Somebody I know is a big strapping man, big like Zeke, big like Chris Noyce. His mom is only five feet tall. And he remembers growing up in his household, hearing his mother's laughter and her unconditional love. She raised four boys, and when he was about five years old, he mouthed off to her. His dad wasn't around to correct him, so he encountered the wrath of his five-foot mom. That, to him, was an epiphany. He'd only known of his mother's kindness. He didn't know that she had another side. And he didn't ever want to see her wrath again. And perhaps the epiphany for him was his mother was capable of dispensing kindness, but his mother was also capable of dispensing justice. Infinitely greater than any wrath you've ever seen is the wrath of God. It is an attribute of God that some dismiss as pure fiction. It's too painful to think about. It's too, I just don't believe it exists. You see, what's happened for some is they have imagined God to be other than he is. One of the core attributes of God is his righteousness, his justice. For some people, when they put wrath and God together, it's an affront to them. It's an insult. It insults their sensitivities, their sensibilities. It sullies their, his otherwise perfect character. Bertrand Russell wrote a book entitled, I read this a long time ago, why I'm not a Christian. He says, there is one very serious defect in my mind concerning Christ's moral character, and that is he believed in judgment, in hell. I do not believe anyone who is humane can believe in everlasting punishment. But God, Jesus, depicted in the Gospels, did believe in everlasting punishment. If you feel like Russell, you might find this message a little bit difficult. Now, I didn't write the Bible, but I am a messenger of the truth of the Bible to you, and we are in Romans chapter 2. If you went to the doctor and he didn't tell you the right diagnosis or the right cure, you wouldn't say he's much of a doctor. You might accuse him of malpractice. Paul doesn't want to be accused of malpractice with respect to the gospel. The gospel is good news. Paul is saying here we have some very good news. But before he'll get to the good news of the gospel, he must bring, first of all, the bad news concerning the plight of mankind. Chapters 1, 2, and 3 of Romans are really an indictment upon man for his sin. He takes on the Gentiles in chapter 1, and then he shifts his attention in chapter 2 to the Jews. Here now, the first 16 verses of chapter 2. You therefore have no excuse, you who pass judgment on someone else, for at whatever point you judge the other, you are condemning yourself, because you who pass judgment do the same things. Now we know that God's judgment against those who do such things is based on truth. So when you, a mere man, pass judgment on them, and yet do the same things, do you think you will escape God's judgment, or do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, tolerance, and patience, not realizing that God's kindness leads you toward repentance. But because of your stubbornness and your unrepentant heart, you're storing up wrath against yourself for the day of God's wrath when his righteous 
judgment will be revealed. God will give to each person according to what they have done. To those who by persistence in doing good seek glory, honor, immortality, he will give eternal life. But those, those who are self-seeking, who reject the truth, who follow evil, there will be wrath and anger. There will be trouble and distress for every human being who does evil, first for the Jew and then for the Gentile. But glory, honor, and peace for the one who does good, first for the Jew and then for the Gentile. For God does not show favoritism. I want you to come on Sunday, and I want you to read ahead of time this um, passage in Romans chapter 2, as Paul begins to lay out why it is that every person, Jew or Gentile, needs the gospel. We as Christians need to remind ourselves of the gospel. We need to be able to understand the gospel, and then we need to be able to declare the gospel. The gospel is for the moral as well as for the immoral. We'll see you Sunday.